Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 44 of the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's episode is called Imperfection. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hey, everybody. We're going to talk all about overcoming perfectionism today and why this is an important topic when you're starting to grow your business or take your teaching online. It's something that we constantly battle within ourselves, and we see pop up every single day with our clients and customers. So Today's episode, we have about seven points that we wanted to talk through, and I think every single one of you listening is going to relate to this in one way or another. I think all of us, especially those of you who are women, constantly deal with feelings of perfectionism and knowing that the work that you're putting out there isn't perfect in the world and wanting it very desperately to be perfect. And so we wanted just to point out some of the ways in which perfectionism is holding you back and holding us back. Yeah, I think this is a, it's an exciting topic to me. And I think it's something we discuss daily. And I certainly discuss it with our clients multiple times a day. And (laughs) I I think that if we speak um, about perfectionism, we need to reference um, Brene Brown, who has done some really great work, as most people know, around shame. But um, as she says with perfectionism, that it is all related. It's not uh, different than shame. She, I think she, she actually phrases it that when you are experiencing perfectionism, that shame is riding shotgun. It, those are her words. So um, if we can just start sort of talking about how Brene describes how it shows up in our lives, and then maybe we can get into the, the points that we've identified. Does that make sense, Jenny? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so I actually love the way that she has phrased this. And um, she says that we bring perfectionism out when we are afraid of being seen. And so if you are able to look perfect and live perfect and work perfectly and act perfectly, then you are going to avoid any kind of criticism or blame or ridicule in your life. Um, And so it's, it's this external driver that you are trying to avoid being seen and being criticized. And that is different than something like where where you would just really want to do a great job or really strive for excellence because that is an internal driver where you just really want to do a good job for the sake of doing a good job, not for the sake of trying to impress anybody. And there's always this sort of battle of worthiness is how she, how she words it, that um, if we are in an area of Um, discomfort or a new area like starting a business online or videoing ourselves we struggle with like am I worthy to do this and we will sometimes use perfectionism as a way to procrastinate reaching that end goal because we are so afraid to show up in this new space or in this new way and be criticized or be seen yeah I I see that come up all the time with our clients Um, that is sort of different than the perfectionism that I relate to, which is like, I feel like if it's a brand new area for me, and maybe some of you relate to this, so I just want to sort of share how it shows up for me. If it's something's a brand new area of something I've never worked in before, I really don't 
care if I make mistakes. It's once I've reached a certain level of success in something, then I'm afraid to show up because I'm afraid I'm going to denigrate what I've already done or reduce my status or something like that. I don't even know how to talk about these things because, you know, I don't have like vocabulary for it. So for me, taking on something new and being kind of bad at it and trying really hard is not a problem. Um, but I know that that may be different for some mm-hmm. of you. And then versus doing something that I already kind of have done and been successful at, I'm so scared of tarnishing the success I've already created. Yeah, I think it's a good point because I often, I think prior to preparing for this episode, I would have thought like you either are a perfectionist or you're not. Um, but I think it shows up in different places and different times in our lives, depending on what we're working on and and and, and where we are. So yeah, because um, I, I would say that I'm not a perfectionist, but then there are, and then just reading through Brene's stuff, I'm like, oh, that's for me, It's it shows up not necessarily in work. I know you're going to say copywriting. You think that I'm a perfectionist. Yes, but it I shows absolutely up. do. <laughs> uh, okay, it does drive me crazy when I can't get it right the first time around. But um, it shows up for me in my house, in my home. Like I am very uncomfortable inviting people over for dinner because I have some shame around the clutter in my house and the design and how small it is and just the you know, layout. And I didn't realize that until I did a little bit of digging into this area for this podcast. So we have seven points that we've identified that come up for us and or our clients in our inbox on a daily basis. So I'll just tell you what the seven are up front, and then Sandy, you and I can work through each one a little bit deeper. So the first one is that you procrastinate or you wait to take action until the stars align. Oh my goodness, we have an entire (laughs) podcast on this one um, called Waiting. (laughs) So that's really important. That's one way to procrastinate or to, to be perfectionist. Uh, The second point that we've identified is that you spend tons and tons of time working on something to get it just perfect. And often that thing that you're working on isn't really that important to the bigger picture of what you're trying to accomplish. So we see this a lot with our clients. Um, And then number three is you have an all or nothing approach. Like you either want to be the best and get everything perfect or you're not willing to take it on at all. Like you're not willing to to recognize that you have certain strengths and weaknesses with everything you do. Okay, so number four is inflexibility. So you have a very specific way that you think everything needs to be done. And if it can't fit into that way, then you're not going to try. Number five is intolerance for mistakes. So this is where you are really hard on yourself or the people around you that are involved in the process of your work. Um, So you're really just intolerant of making mistakes and learning from them. Number six is that you focus on the destination rather than the journey. So you're hyper-focused on the end result or the goal at the expense of the process. And I think what we're going to get into and share with you is that the process, as like we le- we all learned reading like Greek mythology and, and like the Iliad and the Odyssey, the journey is the entire point. <laughs> so don't get hung up on the destination. And then number seven, finally, is your success is never good enough. So Whatever you accomplish or achieve, like as soon as you accomplish it, you don't really take the time to celebrate or acknowledge that success. You're just already recognizing that, you know, you're not as good as you could be or you could be three times better or your next goal is on the horizon. Like it's it's the sense of never being fulfilled. So, yeah, so that's a big list and that's some deep, heavy stuff there, huh, Sandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But I bet you there's a few people going nodding at many of those, if not all of yeah. them. Nodding while you're in the car listening to this. <laughs> 
So, okay, so let's start with number one. So you wait and wait and wait, and we call this procrastinating, until the stars align and everything is perfect and it's the ideal, most perfect time to start your business or launch your next course or program. Except that it never actually it happens. never right? happens. Yeah, so that's that shows up for our clients when they just, they want to do something. They want to teach online. They want to, you know, create this online business or this side hustle or some passive income. And they're waiting until their kids are at school or they're waiting until summer holidays are over or they're waiting until their camera equipment arrives or they can't decide what camera equipment to, I don't know, you can go on and on and on with these excuses that just don't move you forward. You just procrastinate. There's always something that you're waiting for to be perfect before you you actually take action. Okay, so here is a really quick tip to know if you are procrastinating. So this is my like way of knowing. If I start getting really ahead on my laundry and I have a perfect sparkling <laughs> kitchen and like meal planning is on on fleek, like I know that there's something that I am procrastinating with. So there's a big thing we're working on in our company right now. And instead of doing that thing, I am like getting ahead on the laundry and like washing all the sheets for the, win the winter sheets that are going to come out. Like it is very clear to me that I'm like not doing something that I know I should be doing. So my guess is all of you have something, some way of knowing if you're procrastinating, right? Like you just take on this thing that you otherwise wouldn't be spending your time on that feels productive. Um, I don't know, Sandy, do you do that too? Do you have like a certain thing that you're like, oh, I'm going to go like vacuum my car because I really need to do that right now. Yeah, not vacuum my car, but it's certainly <laughs> more around like meal prep and kitchen and dish unload yeah. the dishwasher or you know, go put around in the yard or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, pay attention to that, folks. If you feel like you're a little bit behind on your business goals, but all this other stuff is like sparkly and shiny in your life, it may be a sign that you're procrastinating. And again, that perfect time doesn't happen. It never comes. The best time is now. That's always the best time and the only time you have for anything, right? So we don't need to get into that. Go listen to the waiting episode if you want to hear us riff on procrastination a little bit more. Okay, number two, you spend tons and tons of time just to perfect something that quite often is not very important. Okay, so this one is the one I have the hardest time relating to because I just want to get things done. Uh, I don't expect, but I'm talking um, specifically around copywriting and emails and websites and that kind of stuff that it's just you can spend your life looking for an extra space or a the wrong comma or whatever it just that kind of stuff I can't get worked up about it's just like get it done cross it off the list and the thing about uh, the beautiful thing about online is you can go back and change it at any time or if you want a different picture or later like just do it later you know like just deliver it hit publish hit send whatever it is yeah, I noticed I used to do this a lot with social media posting where I would, <laughs> you know this, Sandy, yeah. I get really hung up on like the Pinterest graphic not being right and like making <laughs> 15 versions of something for a pin and like not liking any of them and feeling like, you know, you know, three hours go by and you're like, what did I do with three hours of my life? Like nobody cares. It's not that important. So obviously there are certain things that you need to spend three hours on and get right. And making a social media graphic is not one of them. So th this is the this is something just to have perspective really on 
whether the task that you're that you're being hyper focused on is that important in the bigger picture. So that takes kind of taking a step back and evaluating that. And and remember that not everybody is looking at the stuff the way that you look at it. Like you study it. You've been staring at it for three hours in the case of Jenny's Pinterest uh, graphic. Oh and and nobody's doing that. It's a quick glance. It's a quick skim. Even the emails that I knock myself out over, um, you know, that people just kind of skim it and get it and they move on. And they are not examining every little grammatical everything get the point and then it's deleted right so I think it's we look at our stuff differently than what our our students or our clients do yeah that's right so just be careful don't spend too much time on the wrong things okay so point number three is you have an all or nothing take on what you're doing so this is kind of I think what a lot of people would consider the epitome of perfectionism, that like everything has to be perfect, right? And the truth is, is that we all have certain skills and talents and you're not gonna be good or perfect at everything. And so you just sort of have to be okay with some of the aspects of your work or your business or your teaching being excellent and other parts not being quite as good. And we're all you know, balancing that out in our own way, in our own lives. And, and so ha- being hung up on being the best at every single aspect of building your business or your career or your profession is, is not gonna serve you at all. Yeah, and the 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 nothing part of the all or nothing approach is, is not acceptable. Like this is, it's just one big giant experiment and it's always changing and always evolving. It's never done. So I just, I don't want anyone just to not do anything because it's not perfect. It, it's just, you'll always have the opportunity to iterate and evolve. And that's the fun part to me. Yeah. And you don't have to take on like, hey, so I want to build an online practice or an online business. And that means that it needs to be done and perfect and all finished right now. Right. Like so because that's impossible. So you need to be able to to start you know, putting things out before you're ready. And this is what Seth Godin talks about when he says ship it. You need to be willing to ship something before it's completely done and to, to ship what you have rather than waiting for some future vision of what you're creating to be finished. Okay, so so that's point number three. So point number four, again, is inflexibility. So this has to do with wanting everything to be very particular and specific in how it gets done. And oh my goodness, this is my problem in our company. <laughs> oh, I like don't even want to know what you're going to say about this, Sandy. <laughs> I, I recognize that I have this issue. I'm very particular. Um, and like to the point where there's only certain pens I use and certain colors and every, I mean, it's, I know it, it's, I'm sure it's OCD and I've always been this way and it makes you know honestly growing a company and having a team really hard for me because nobody else cares that this weird little way I like things done you know it didn't get done that way so you know maybe that's you I I don't know Sandy I don't think you're like this at all Mm -mm. so you probably can't relate I like things messy and random and all over the place and uh I seem to attract friends that are very inflexible and have their desk set up a certain way. And it just, I love to go and mess that up and it just really bothers them. And yeah, I just, I don't know, I do not have this. Um, And so if you, like when we work together, if you want it a title a certain way, like I I don't care. Like if you need to fix that title, go and fix it. It doesn't affect me. If it makes you feel better and able to finish, then then whatever. But I I don't care about those kind of details. Yeah, and I so I think the solution to this, I mean, we are always talking about how important 
accountability and team and partnership are. And for me, the, the way I've been able to deal with this has been to work with other people who are not like me, right? So I have the lesson uh, every day of working with you, Sandy, of seeing somebody else who's like Messy. just a little bit more laid laid back than <laughs> I am. And I learned from that and I learned to accept that that's okay because I see you being successful and not being as neurotic as me, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're also a little bit inflexible and neurotic like I am, I think surround yourself with people who are more flexible and just start to like, t- you know, send out that email before it's perfect and and you'll start to see nothing really bad happens right mm-hmm. so it's okay you know it's yeah, really that's okay. the best lesson like oh nothing happened nothing happened nothing, nobody okay. noticed <laughs> i don't need to like my like like blood pressure doesn't need to shoot up because of it <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the namastream software platform Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. Okay, so number five is intolerance for mistakes and being really hard on yourself. So this is this one makes me feel sad when I think about this. I don't know. I, I definitely have felt this way myself. And I, I, but the sadness comes from seeing some of our clients and people in our community feeling, you know, sort of um, condemning themselves for mistakes. And that breaks my heart to see that. Yeah, I definitely, I think we're all, um, we all experience this, that we're hard on ourselves and we kind of expect um, ourselves to play on a higher level than maybe people around us. Um, But we recently in our inner circle, our paid uh, Soulful MBA community, we put out, uh, I wrote an email about showing up and, and it was really interesting how many people were hard on themselves or feeling really bad or... Um, you know, frustrated and not voicing it because they didn't want to admit that they, you know, were not where they wanted to be or not doing what, not seeing the results that they wanted. It was really interesting. And I think it comes back to, to this point that we're so hard on ourselves. We never give ourselves a break. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how to say that any more eloquently. It just, again, it breaks my heart to see this in, in myself and in the people around me, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs who are, who are like really uh, intentional about making something new or different in the world. Um, I think we need to have a little bit more grace for ourselves. And I, I think this is one of the fundamental life lessons of anyone but especially entrepreneurs and those of you who are willing to take bold action in the direction of your dreams you you're going to run up against roadblocks there are going to be delays things aren't going to go perfectly and even if they do then your next goal or your next level of standard is going to be so much higher and you're always going to sort of feel unfulfilled right and i i think that that is where the grace comes in working on those feelings starting to be willing to celebrate the victories that we do have and um, be tolerant of the mistakes when they happen. So, okay. So point number six is you focus on the destination rather than the journey and you hyper focus on the end result. So please don't do this. Like what is the end result? We all know what the end result for all of us are. (laughs) Like don't obsess with that, right? Like you can have whatever lofty goals you want to have, but I think the fact that you're taking action and creating 
a business and creating a new path for yourself and for the people in your community, that is something to celebrate. And that is something to enjoy while you're doing it and not just be hyper-focused on some end result. Because like, there's no end. There's, there's the, no the end. only. There's never an end. So just, it's a long game. You're signing up for a long game and you need to recognize that you need to have some built-in time in that process to celebrate the victories moment by moment, day by day as they unfold. There you go. And that leads into point seven. Point seven, your success is never good enough. Who can relate to that one? This is something that you and I need to do more frequently, right? We've said that we will do it and we haven't really built it into our week, but I think we we should that just to acknowledge where we've come where we've come from, what we've achieved. And sure, there's always a next goal. But man, like we would have loved to been here where we are right now, we would have loved to have been here last year. And now we're here. And we need to just constantly remind, remind ourselves of what we've achieved. I think it needs to be like, you know, that's where the the, the gratitude journal or daily yeah. journaling comes in, just like you need to have a, a routine to make sure that you stop and notice what you've done. Yeah, I I actually was thinking about this. I have this little part in my planner. I've talked about my planner before. I'm changing my planner for next year, by the way, because I'm obsessed with trying new planners, as are like half of all females in the world. But I use the Kit Life planner this year, and there's a little place for gratitude. And um, and so there's also a place for like the top three, the big three goals of the day. And I've started writing sort of like the big three accomplishments in the gratitude section, just because I want to have a public place where I can go back later and look. That's not just, it's not public, but it's not my my brain. It's like, out, it's on paper. I want to have somewhere where I can go back and remember something that good that happened that day or some victory that happened. I mean, we have like, it's so often, Sandy, when we report in with each other in the morning that will, like something good will have happened. We'll have gotten, you know, sales from a new country or something overnight. Um, and that's exciting. And then, but like, we're like, oh, hey, that happened. But then all this other stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's never like this sense of like, let's just be really proud and excited about the good things without having to like, okay, now back to work. And there's too much of that. Okay, now back to work. What's next? Yeah, maybe that's okay, but then look at all these other things that are not okay. And um, and I know this happens a lot for our clients as well. So, right, like you may come off of a launch and you may have had great success with a launch, but then now you're left with the fact that, you know, you have 15 videos to make and you're uncomfortable in front of a camera <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is, like your next challenge is always there on the horizon. And I think just knowing that that's true for everyone and everything. So you have to build in celebration. So that's our seven, um, but I would really like to make an extra point about video and perfectionism around hitting the record button. Yeah, let's do it since that's so. exactly what most people <laughs> in our community struggle with and ourselves included, exactly yeah. what oh, we struggle yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. So I I hear it all the time that people, um, they, they will do anything and everything with their new business except actually get on video. And they can, they've typically have taught for many years um, in front of live classes or run workshops or done uh, a lot of one-on-one work. So they're very comfortable speaking in front of of people. Um, However, there is something that shifts in the mindset when you go to record yourself. And this is where perfectionism kicks in high gear. So we are so worried about what we look like on camera. We we judge ourselves. We, We don't, we're not 
the perfect body where you don't have a blowout. That's you and I. We don't have, you know, our nose is too shiny. We don't know how to do makeup for camera. We don't know, uh, we don't have the perfect lighting. We don't have a great space to video uh, in. All these things are, you know, we are not blank enough. Um, and this is where Brene Brown is saying that we are externally driven and we are worried um, and using perfectionism to stop what we're doing because we're so worried about judgment or ridicule or uh, what's the other one she says, blame. So I just want to make a point that I don't think there's a person out there who ex- who doesn't experience this around video. Um, the, the, the people that I know that that experience it less or someone like one of our clients Jen Wendy she has um experience as an actress and so she's she's just practiced at it she's just used to it right and I can tell you um from our days of doing Facebook live the early days oh my god it was hard and and then it just became easier and easier and easier so I would just like to acknowledge how hard it is for the teachers that want to teach online how hard it is to to record themselves and just know that it's okay and you're probably so much better than what you think and I also want to flip this around and say that again as we mentioned in I think point one is that you are looking at yourself in a with a critical eye that nobody else is probably looking at you have to remember that your students are watching you and listening to you because you are solving a problem so I have an aching SI joint and you were telling me how to fix that, I don't really care if you have a cluttered room behind you or maybe your lighting could be a little bit better. That's not important to me. You are solving my problem. So I, as the student watching you, am am looking and listening to you for the value that you're giving me and not your beautiful blowout. Yeah, I think that's right. And I and I just another note about video is that the only way you get better at being on video is by being on video. And you do and you will get better. So don't judge your, you know, future abilities to be on camera and to set up a scene that you're going to be filmed in based on your first few tries because the only way you learn, oh, I should tip my lampshade a little bit that way or, you know, maybe I should not wear this print next time my mom can't. <laughs> like, you don't know that until you try it, right? There's And we have all of the tips and tricks and, you know, like get started ideas for anyone who wants them um, available, right? So there are certain things you can do to sort of optimize the basics. But then beyond that, the the way that you learn to be on camera is by being on camera. And it's that Mm -hmm. simple. You know, it's so funny because so many of our teachers, when I used to have direct interaction with a lot of our new teachers, um, many of them had never seen themselves teach on camera. And it was always this, I think, like very telling experience like it's something that you're used to doing probably it's just you know like drinking a glass of water it comes so easily to you but then to see yourself on camera and, doing and that hear thing yourself. and hear to hear voice. yeah yeah that's right to hear your voice it's it's like a shock to the system and you're going to start picking apart all these things that you were previously comfortable with and so this is an invitation for all of you just to know that if you feel that way, it's totally normal. And it takes, I, I don't know, I would say like maybe seven times of being filmed and watching yourself. That's at least what, what it seems like it's taken on average for folks. You know, it takes something like that a handful of times um, to start to be like, okay, I get it. This is who I am on camera. This is what I sound like. This is what I look like. Here are some things I could do to, you know, change it up. <laughs> but... 
it's going to take you that many times because no, you're not going to just like, there's nobody who's born who's like, I've decided I want to start an online business and now I'm just going to magically know how to be good on camera. Like, why do you think actors go to acting school, right? Like, it's, it's actually something you have to practice. I think that's right. And we just had a, a client email um, who just deleted 27 videos because they weren't oh, good I enough. Even, and it's like, I didn't even know this. I don't even want to know these things. Oh, no, no, no. You know, like that yeah. broke my heart, all that work. And I am pretty sure that after 27 videos that some of it was pretty darn good, but she's she deleted it all. So anyway, that is our message around perfectionism. Do you want to jump into joy and hustle? Yeah, let's do it. So why don't you start with the joy? Sure. Joy is simply um, a video that uh, of Oprah and uh, Brene Brown talking about this whole idea of this 20-pound shield called perfectionism. It is three minutes long. It is super, um, super short and super succinct. And she's just a great communi- communicator. And I really love um, the kind of the banter between Oprah and Brene in this, in this little video. Um, and I've pretty much regurgitated it here, but it is definitely worth going and listening to for three minutes. And for those of you who are also fellow Brene Brown fans, you should have a read of her new book, Braving the Wilderness, because she actually describes this interaction with Oprah and how like sort of the vulnerability and the the bravery around that 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 happened for her. So that's the other flip side of that. Okay, and then the hustle for today is we are going to give you some links to some lighting kits and ring lights. So this is specifically for those of you who are interested in getting into video and have not taken the leap or are hesitating. There, lighting helps a lot. Like lighting is sort of the magic sauce when it comes to video. And so just an inexpensive lighting kit or even a ring light for your, for your smartphone, for your iPhone or something like that can make a big difference in how you appear on camera. So, you know, there are tools, like really simple tools that you can learn to use that will make that process easier for you. So we're going to give you the links to a couple of our favorites at different price points. And um, if that's something that you're ready to take on and stop procrastinating around, those should help. Okay, and one more thing before we sign off, our podcast has a new um, Instagram, and I would love for you listeners out there to come join us there. It's at Soulful MBA. We're going to be sharing um, uh, the podcasts when they're released, as well as some behind the scenes information and a little peek into Jenny's life and my life. <laughs> If that's yeah. interesting to anybody, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun account. And we have a new challenge launching at the end of October. If those of, for those of you who are listening in real time when this podcast comes out from October 23rd through 29th, we are hosting a free five day challenge to help you go from taking your teaching in person to online. You can sign up for that challenge. It's going to be really fun. We're going to go through it with you every day for five days. And by the end of the week, you will have something priced packaged and ready to sell. And you can sign up for that at soulful.mba slash the number five and then days. And I think it's so perfect for that challenge after with this uh, perfectionism um, podcast, because we are, we're going to break you out of that, that frozen paralyzed, I need to be perfect state and take you very quickly from, I don't know what I'm doing to, oh my God, look what I just created. So yeah, soulful.mba slash five days. It'll be fun. All right, folks, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. 
Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba/sample. slash